different regions of the country have their own style of barbecue. There's Texas barbecue, Memphis barbecue, Georgia barbecue, but there's no Minnesota barbecue. We aim to change that. This is the Up North QCast. If barbecue is your passion, you found your home. If it's about Upper Midwest barbecue, we're talking about it. This is the Up North QCast. Let's get to it. All right, this is Matt and Torres with me today. We're going to be speaking with Jason Schmidt all the way up in Alexandria, Minnesota. He has the Smokin' Brews and Cues food trailer. Jason says that barbecue was a hobby of his for many years. He's married with two grown children, and he recently added a son-in-law and soon-to-be grandpa. He's also a retired volunteer firefighter who has a passion for serving in his community. The hobby quickly grew into a big part-time gig, and two years ago he took the leap to making it a full-time business. Catering and pop-ups are the ways that he says he stays connected to his community. He has a huge passion for creating delicious barbecue that brings people together. This is Matt with the Up North QCast, and I want to tell you about a great organization, the Minnesota Barbecue Society. The MBS is a charitable organization dedicated to the promotion and enhancement of the art of outdoor cooking. They offer barbecue classes called spring training, and they sponsor cook-offs like the Minnesota in May every year. So if you're thinking about getting into competitive meat sports or just to hone your skills, go to mnbarbecuesociety.com and become a member today. Tell them Matt with the Up North QCast sent you. Well, all right, we're back with Jason Schmidt with Smokin' Brews and Cues. How's it going, Jason? Good. And yourselves? Wonderful. What's going on up there in Alexandria? Uh, Not much. The weather was great out today. I mean, it was sunny. It was nice. I mean, it was great. Smokers running today, so that's always even better yet. You get a chance to run that on a beautiful sunny day. So what are you smoking today? Uh, Today we did uh, 60 pounds of bacon and about uh, 20 to 30 pounds of summer sausage. I don't remember how many chubs we had on there, but... That's it? Wow. Yep, just something to pass the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, so, you know, I guess from a Vikings win, you had to do something fun, right? Yeah, we actually got to, what to, I'm trying to think, Thanksgiving, yeah. I was actually at my in-laws. My in-laws don't let me do any cooking, so they like the old oven-baked uh, turkeys and stuff. So I got to sit back and relax. I had to do some uh, oven-baked turkey for work, too, and I love oven-baked turkey. There's nothing wrong with it. No, no. Um, we love oven-baked turkey. That, you, you did as well, Tori, right? No, I didn't do any turkey this, this time around, but I do oven-bake as well. So. Okay, so yeah. normally you do? Yeah. Okay. Yep. There's nothing better than a smoked turkey, though, I think. Well, uh, it's good. <laughs> it's delicious. I guess, you know, Alexandria, what, what about is that uh, relation to the Twin Cities? So we are, I would say, about two, two and a half hours north. Mm-hmm. So if you're going down 94 toward Fargo, we're about an hour, hour and a half short to the North Dakota border. Okay. So you're up there a little ways. Wow. Yep. So if we're to take a drive... Oh, boy. I mean, we've taken a few pretty long drives, but this might be the longest one. Mm-hmm. We'll have to come uh, see you well, sometime. How much? Uh, well, I listened to your Brainerd podcast. How far was Brainerd from you guys? It's a little over two hours, wasn't it? Yeah. Two. Yeah. We're in the Twin Cities. Yep. So yep. Uh, a little just it'd, on the it'd south be, side. It'd be, pretty, it'd be pretty close because I think we're about an hour and a half from Brainerd. Okay. So an hour and a half north then? Or south. So, oh, Okay. Okay, I, 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 I'm all I'm all turned around here because, yep. yeah, I, I love that area up there. So, okay, it's beautiful. Sure. Well, Jason, tell me, um, how did you come up with the name Smoking Brews and Cues? 
So Smoking Brews and Cues was made up with a bunch of us guys hanging out. Uh, we we're brewing beer and, and in my shed. And, well, when you're brewing beer, you usually have some beers. So we were like, well, maybe we should figure out something to eat. Mm-hmm. Well, I went, and, I went and bought a little propane smoker on Black Friday at Menards for about 80 bucks. <laughs> okay. And that's how it all started right there's, there. There's nothing wrong with starting out small, right? <laughs> nope. Yeah, we, when two chickens fill up the old cook chamber... It was, yeah, it was fun. So is that what you made? You made chicken that day? Yep. Yep, I made chicken that day. Actually, that would have been the second cook on there. The first cook I did, I tried doing a twice smoked ham, and it turned out so awful that my dog wouldn't even chew on it. It was was bad. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It was bad. Awesome. Well, also tell us, then, why did you start this business? I mean, it sounds like you're doing really well. Well, we start, this whole business started out as after being on the fire department, you need some stress relief and some time to yourself. And you know what? It's nice to sit out in your backyard at about three in the morning, firing it up and having it nice and peaceful. Mm-hmm. So doing barbecue, it's just relaxing. I mean, the people that you meet doing it, the people that have you, I mean, everybody's just, it, it, it's just fun. I mean, everybody's just laid back. There's no rush. All, everybody just wants to enjoy the good food and yeah i mean it, it's fun but the whole thing about it though is he, in the backyard is one thing but actually starting a business yeah and starting you have a do you have a food truck or a food trailer so i have a i have a food trailer but yeah so when this all started i mean so i used to bartend here at the local brewery copper trail brewing company here i was doing a side job just side bartending for some extra money and they were looking for for their festival and they couldn't find anybody to cook so i was like well i've been known to burn some meat they're like well can you do it for this many people i was like well how many people i don't know and i said i don't know either i guess we'll figure it out okay (laughs) gonna start someplace right Yep. So that so that following weekend we did sixty pounds of food and stressed out to beat heck because that that was a lot of food then. Mm-hmm. Well, we ran out of food in four hours, and then we we just started picking it up. We, up here, I don't know how it works down there, but here you, you can go get a special event permit. It's called. You can do ten events a year for like fifty bucks. Hey, Tori, you kind of so, know about that stuff, don't you? Yeah. Yep. I do the same thing. Especially so. he does special event. Uh, Spending yep. stuff yeah. and as well, so he he totally understands what you're saying, and yeah, it's it's a, it's a great way to get going. Yep, and it, and it was fun, and the community treated us well. I mean, we started with those, we did that for a couple of years, the ten events, and then it just grew from there. And I left my full time job in 2020, January 1st of 2020, smoking brews and cues. I rented out a spot at the local brewery here in town when they moved to their new location. Well, then we all know what happened in March of 2020 COVID hit Mm -hmm. and that shut us that shut us down well what was nice about doing the catering side so i got a loan and i put my certified kitchen in my backyard yeah you told me that on the phone when you talked before just give me like a minute's rundown on that so basically i have a 10 by 20 shed it was built here by one of the little mini storage people, you know, just like a backyard lawn shed is what it is. Mm-hmm. So I had my buddies spray foam it. Them guys built it. I wired it. We plumbed it, moved it to the location here at my house. And 
<laughs> told my wife that, yeah, the excavator is going to be over to, you know, he's just going to trench in the water and sewer. We're just going to dig up the yard, honey. <laughs> yeah. Next thing she showed up and sent me a picture. She goes, what the hell is going on here as the excavators on a mound of dirt above our house? <laughs> wow. She so wasn't too impressed. But, yeah, so we, we put this in. I got my sinks, my warmers, hand-washing sinks. We got, I mean, slicers. We got everything in here. I mean, so... It's, yeah. There's not so many, started, not many, you know, cities that'll let you do that. I don't think. Right. Yeah, it's, right. it's different everywhere Co you Come go. to Minneapolis, you can't even. Uh, boy, oh boy, you, you can't even park anything anywhere. You, you the have restrictions to. Are tough. You have to have a kitchen downtown that uh, is, you know, you have food trucks. You have a kitchen that supplies it. It's just, it's outrageous. Yeah. So right. I commend you for getting something going yeah. up there. That's wonderful. So now, I mean, we had the first certified kitchen in the backyard. Now there's a few other people in town that have them at their houses too. You know, they remodify their detached garages. I mean, so like for, for barbecue, you know, you don't, all your cooking's done outside. So you don't need any of the exhaust fans and Ansel systems and stuff like that. Cause mm -hmm. everything's done outside. So sure. now I get to prep inside and do all that. And instead of where before, when you had the special event permits, everything had to be prepped on site or the location that you were cooking at. And yep. So, you, so, so your, your smokers are outside, right? Yep. Yeah, so yep. you don't need Ansel, exactly. Right. Yep. Right. And I don't do any frying or anything like that. So all I do is... Um, for like my mac and cheese, you know, stuff like that. I just sit outside. I got my black stones for prepping for sausage and stuff for the beans and mm -hmm. all the cooking is done outside. Okay. So awesome. It's nice instead of having to go to the place at one in the morning, two in the morning and prep all your food. Tell me about it. Now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Corey knows all about that. Of your home and or in your own kitchen, my own certified kitchen here. I got two commercial refrigerators. I mean, yeah. So yeah. Now, instead of that, now you can start at 4 in the morning instead of 2 in the morning. That's right, fantastic. Right. So so besides the uh, the brewery, Copper copper Trail, you called it, where do you yep. normally set up? What, I mean, where, where, where are you located at? So a lot of the stuff since COVID, when COVID happened, you know, when we got shut down at the brewery, the pop-ups for my food stand, that was limited because I didn't have the trailer then. Mm -hmm. so what we focused on, we just rebooted the business around and we did more of the uh, custom catering. Okay. So with the custom catering up if up here, Alexandria, there it's surrounded by lakes. I mean, it's a huge lake area. So I mean our town basically doubles, almost triples in the summertime with all the people from Minneapolis, St. Paul coming up to their lake cabins and stuff like that. Well, can you can you tell me about the custom catering? What what do you mean by that? I mean I, I think that's fascinating. So, like, for people, you know, when COVID came about, you know, everybody, they didn't go, but they still had their families at the cabins. They had this, they had, you know, they were still having their get-togethers at their cabins. So, what I did is we started advertising and going about, hey, you know, you can't go to the bars or the restaurants, but smoking brews and cues, we can bring you barbecue to your lake cabins. You know, do you want brisket? Do you want chicken? Do you want ribs? Do you want mac beans? You know, offered all this stuff, and it just it, it blew up during COVID. Yeah, so the custom catering with the people at the lake homes coming up and still coming to their lake homes and stuff like that, you know, because everybody was working from home. Mm -hmm. Well, let's get out of the Twin Cities. Let's go to our cabins, and we'll work from the cabin since we got to work from home. Well, they still wanted food, so that's where Smoking Brews and Cues really made its mark. So so then you did events then at, at their cabins or at their yep. lake yep. homes so or whatever? 
So they're lake homes, yeah. So I kind of work with everybody's budget. I don't care if you're Bill Gates or a guy kicking the can down the street. It's the same price for everybody. Mm-hmm. So well, of course. if you want, if you just want the food dropped off, that's fine. If you just want the proteins dropped off, that's fine. Just the sides. I mean, same with uh, same with like weddings and grooms dinners and stuff. If Grandma wants to bring her famous potato salad, she can bring it. I don't. That doesn't hurt my feelings. If you just want me to bring the meat, here you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it doesn't really matter to you. Right. That's awesome. You know what? I Thanks a lot for talking about that. We're just going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Okay, so we're back. And, Jason, you know, it seems like you got a lot going on. You're doing a lot of uh, busy work there. And can you tell me about your team or your help, maybe your family? Who's all involved yeah. in your in your process there? Yeah, yeah we have a, got a great team. I mean, start off my family for one. I mean, for one, my wife's very patient with everything that goes on because barbecue does take a long, long time. I mean, there's a lot of prep work. There's a lot of stuff that goes on to it, too. But our, the team that helps me, I mean, I have two retired sheriff's deputies that help out here. Uh, they're great people. I mean, they didn't want to be mentioned either, but I'll just say they're, they're great. The one gentleman helps out. I mean, he's here. Basically, he's like he says, just say the time. I mean, we do 12, 14 hour days together. He's a great guy. And the, the lady that comes and helps, she does a great job. We call her a computer specialist because when she does not, when she's busy and not able to show up and help run the till, you want to see some monkeys. You got two guys right there trying to hammer on that POS. And <laughs> <laughs> we got to tell people, be patient with us. The IT person's not here. Right, right. So, Was she a restaurant person or? Was she IT person? No, she was the jail administrator. Really? <laughs> yep. I think Matt's the POS run. person. Well, yeah, I ran could. I ran restaurants for a lot of years, so I, I know POS, you know, like a back of my hand. So I, yep. her and I probably get along just fine. Oh yeah, she does great on there. She does great explanations and the products, you know, and for the food and stuff like that, you know, and people are like, oh, what's on the menu? We got a 52-inch TV on our trailer that has the menu on it, but people seem to miss it, so. Well, of course. I mean, people can't people can't read it anymore, can they? <laughs> well, wow. yeah, she does a great job explaining it all out. I mean, the business this year, for what the business did this year, if it wasn't for my family and for them two people, we went to done the business that was able to be done this year. I mean, so there's great appreciation for all of them. Yeah, you appreciate your whole staff. I know you do. Absolutely, that's yeah. awesome. Well, can you do? Uh, can you tell us about um, the? You know, what kind of smokers you use and the fuels that you use? Because I'm I'm always wondering, you know, how the food trucks and trailers. You know, what kind of, you know, what kind of fuel do you use? You know, hickory, pecan. You know, what what's going on there? So we do. We have two. What are they? Six, eight. They got to be. Well, I cut them off the trailers now. So I got two. They must be ten foot reverse flow smokers. Oh, wow. So we got one on the back of the trailer that so that that first smoker came from Georgia and we got that one here. We pulled that around with the truck, you know, hauled everything when it all started. But when we got the trailer here, I brought it to a friend that has a manufacturing company and he cut it off the trailer, built the new mounts and everything and then mounted that one on the back of the new food trailer when we got it. And now we just got this other one cut off to have it stationary to make more room underneath the lean-to. So that that one came from Texas. So, yeah, so we got the – we do the reverse flows. I love them to death. I mean, they're, they're consistent. They're great. I mean, temperature-wise, controlling, very, very easy to run, control. Can I ask you, put any water in them? 
Are they water smokers or just uh, no, dry smokers? We we, no, we don't do any water pans or anything in there. You just do some so, spritz, spritzing along the way or what? Yeah. Yeah, yep. we do. We do. We, have, we do the spritzing method. So My type. The nice thing. What's that? Uh, you and Tori get along just fine. Yeah. Tori likes to spritz. <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a water smoke guy, and then Tori spritzes. So. Yep. So so the theory. I mean, just the research that I've done, I've seen that with the reverse flow smokers, you know, compared to an offset, where an offset, you know, you got the flame hole coming out the firebox. You know, you kind of got to baffle it sometimes if your fire gets a little too hot. Mm-hmm. What I what I found with the reverse flows, it's more of a convection oven style theory, in my opinion. You know, because we got a quarter inch piece of steel that goes the length of the cook box, all the way except for about uh, what is it, six or eight inches. Mm-hmm. That's the opening that comes up, and then the chimneys are over by the firebox, so it's got to draw back that way. Okay. So what I've found is that my smoking ability, it's a little more even. Granted, you still have your hot spots. I'm not saying it eliminates hot spots, but it's very it's very easy to run and control. You know, definitely where, you know, what is it, a four-rack system I have. So, you know, on each end, the, end, the first rack closest to the box, you know, that's going to be warmer. And then the racks on the left side where it's coming up are going to be a little warmer. Okay, so you, have, so you have two of these machines then, right? Yes. Okay, so how much meat can you put in them? Oh. I mean, if you want to fill it up, let's say let's say a huge event, how much could you do? When we did that rib competition, I think I can do, if I pack them, if, you, if you're going to babysit it and watch it consistently, I think I can pack about 55 to 60 racks of wow. ribs in each one. Tori's salivating over wow. here. <laughs> now briskets, wow. of course, they're all gonna they're all gonna be varied. Now I, I do I do St. Louis style ribs. That's my that's my rib of choice. Mm-hmm. I'm not judging anybody else's what Same they here. do, but St. St. Louis are my mm-hmm. go to. So well, well, Jason, you and I are getting along just fine. Like I said, I mean, I'm I'm not a huge. I mean, I like you know back ribs. I mean, they're wonderful. They're meaty. They're tasty. I I think, but for if you're going to serve the public, I think that the, I think that the, um, uh, St. Louis, the St. Louis ribs are definitely going to be, you know, the way to go. So yep. the, let me, let me say we're here for a second. Cause you, you talked regional, right? St. Louis type type of ribs. I've mm-hmm. seen that you have a Alabama and a Carolina sauce. Could you tell yep, me about that? Are- those are our two homemade sauces. And then, oh, back to the fuel question. I'll get to the sauces one second. Okay, but sure. you asked about my, about my fuels, what I use. So we cut and split all our wood. So we use red oak or white oak. You're kidding me. That's you, all we, you do it all yourself. Yep. Yeah, we got we got 14 cord over here in my lot that we got to get finished cut up and getting split and stacked and getting it seasoned. Wow. I'm gonna come. Ro- I'm gonna come rob you, man. I mean, I need. I need some wood. Yeah, there's a lot of neighbors that walk by and think they can just grab, which some of them just get it. But yeah, but yeah. So we cut all our own, split all our own. That way we can keep the sizes consistent, the splits mm-hmm. consistent. Uh, we we do moisture testing. I mean, it sounds yeah. And what and what kind of uh, what kind of woods you use again? Red oak and white oak. Oh, delicious. Wonderful. I use more red oak for the flavor, but in the wintertime when it gets cold, the white oak puts off a little more BTUs, BTUs. Mm-hmm. In, my, in my opinion. Yeah, that white oak so is it, pretty hot, isn't it? Yep. So it helps when, you know, when it's 36 below out, well, you got to warm the cookers up slow so you don't blow any welds out of them. But <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's pretty cool. 
But then, yeah, for the sauces, though, yeah, that Alabama white and uh, Carolina gold, those are our two homemade ones. Uh, we used to make a red, but the hours it took to make the red and then the whole wide variety of reds that are out there, it's just simpler just to buy that, sure. in my in my opinion, from a from financial wise there's a lot of really good sauces out there yeah. and it's it's right, you know yeah. it's just financially and and time and like you said it's uh you had to bottle it yourself yep it's de- it's definitely you know either way you can go either way but i i just think that there's really good stuff out there yeah so like our alabama i ain't afraid to say it so it's a we do a mayo based horseradish some other seasonings and a buttermilk thinner. And then our Carolina gold is a mustard base, brown sugar, honey, some other seasonings and an apple cider vinaigrette thinner. Sure. So we do, we, we try to keep more of that Southern stuff that I do is I like that more of that vinegary tang on my stuff. So I'm going to have to come, when we come up see you, I'm going to actually watch you make it. So I know how to do it. Okay. I, Cause I, <laughs> can, I have no clue. Watch away. I'm from Minnesota. Yep. I grew up here. I have no clue how to do it. So you have to show well, me. That- so yeah basically how i learned how to do all this stuff youtube google and what do i got well, here? sure I got, I got rodney scott's i got meathead i got both franklin's i got project mm-hmm. smoke i got uh uh cowboy kent rollins i mean awesome okay so you know what matt and i talk about this all the time we talk about the minnesota uh flavor profile which is a kind of a sweet barbecue yep. sauce how how does are you experiencing that when you when you when you introduce your your Alabama style, or is it what do what so do you see? The, so, so the notes that I've kept, it depends on the age. Okay. I have found that when we've gone to events, if it's a younger crowd, I'm saying from probably thirty, early thirties and younger, mm-hmm. the Alabama one goes over well because kids relate to it as ranch. <laughs> okay. What? Because wow. it has buttermilk in it. It, it tastes like yeah. ranch. Oh, well, it's got more of a tang to it. So they're like, oh, this is like ranch. Hmm. So the younger crowd hammers on that. And then I found I'm 45. So I found from the late 30s, early 40s and up, the mustard goes better. Okay. I love a good mustard sauce. Yep. Jimmy I mean, Ray's that's... Jimmy Ray's sauces are are fantastic. Yeah, he has a good mustard one. Yeah, he does. I mean, we we've interviewed him. He's he's a wonderful guy and wonderful family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for for commercial sauce, he's it's wonderful. Sure. Yeah. Too many I mean, wonderfuls, so it's, but yeah, it's it's good stuff. Yeah, because we sell our stuff by the pint, and like I said, I mean, for the most part, it all depends on, and and that's I I will make them hot too, but that's all on customer recommendation what they want, because I had the wrong old lady get a hold of the hot mustard. Mm. And she was not happy with me. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, if you duct tape on the bottle that said hot, but yeah, they were not happy. You can't piss off the seniors, man. You're, you're gonna <laughs> be in deep, deep doo doo. Yeah, I tread yeah. those waters lightly because I can, I yep. can. My spice tolerance is way up there, so I'm. I don't try to make anything spicy for anyone because it'll be too much. Right. So Likewise, that's why likewise. I, I, I love spice. Yep, that's why my that's why the team comes in handy because I I like a spicier stuff too. So that's where it's like, all right, taste testers. Yep. Yep, we're done. <laughs> yep. Okay. All righty. All right, Jason. We love to hear stories about some catering events that you have done in the past. Can you tell us about one? So it's technically not a it's not a catering event, but it's a, one of the pop ups I did here in town. So the brewery did a concert series. 
here in town. It was a three series, three concert series, couple three different days. Well, we got lucky enough to be at the one. I don't know if you guys have heard of the fabulous, fabulous armadillos. Mm-mm. So Chris Hockey is the lead singer. I know Chris Hockey. He's Chris Hockey's down here in the cities, isn't he a DJ? Yep, uh, for K Fan Radio. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Yes, and we were. Uh, the lady came up. I think it was his manager was came up and got some food from us, and it was toward the end of the night. So yep, we just loaded them all up, and the next day he was bragging about the food that he had at the local venue he was working at they're singing at that day and he ended up talking about us and i i didn't know what k-fan radio was at the time but now i listen to him every day because mm-hmm. it was it was great to hear you know him talk about that so then i surprised him when he came here to sing again at um uh the fair i brought him up and he's got his favorite he likes the brisket mac and cheese so I brought him some for him and his band there, and yeah, I brought some stuff down to the DJ station for the whole crew one time and stuff. So yeah, that that was pretty neat to to see to hear cool. about that. Well, speaking of brisket mac and cheese, I know Tori was going to ask you the question. I'm going to ask you. You know, yep. it sounds like you have awesome food, awesome menu. You know, what's your what's your number one seller? I mean, what are you known for? Uh. The mac and cheese for sure, but then it's going to vary between people between the smoked uh, brisket and the reverse seared tri-tip. I love so, a good tri-tip. I mean, tri-tip. Tori and I have, are falling in love with tri-tip when these when we go to these oh. events and and they do like a wagyu tri-tip. I'm just like, oh my god. Oh. I mean, yep. I mean, tri-tip is so good um, if you do it right. You know. Yeah. And what's nice about having them two side by side is the customer. The more customers that you can approve you know and because you know you got people are like well i don't want fat on my on there you know we're like brisket you yes. know tri-tip is 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 usually you know you're not going to get that fat cap or anything right so where i get mine they come and they got big old fat caps on them so oh, we they do yeah we hand trim everything down okay so we hand trim we hand trim our briskets down i train the people that help i mean so we go you know it's standard what quarter on the flat eighth on the point yep here we go a tri-tip we take it all off and even when you get into the back that the you know the the flat part of the tri-tip you know the wide part we even i even tell the folks just to take off about three quarters of an inch so you can get rid of that i don't know if it's tenion or a tendon or hard fat whatever that hard piece that you can't chew it kind of like prime rib has it you know it's yeah, kind of you know, similar that, mm-hmm. yeah it's got that hard piece in there so we even cut that off granted we have a little bit more waste but like the people are willing to pay and if you give them good product they 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 love it. They don't want to eat fat. I mean, right. They, they right. don't. I mean, most people don't eat fat, but I know people that do. Yes, it's about 50-50. Yep. You know, I, I like yep. a little bit of fat on mine. I don't mind a little bit in there because I think it gives it some flavor and, and some moisture and everything. But, yeah, yep. I, I get it. But we do a have we get a, we do good spritzes on the tri tips and then the other thing is we started the new thing we started doing is we take we don't get rid of our fat trimmings anymore. We grind them and render them. Mm-hmm. So, so we smoke all our fat down for about uh, six hours. That's awesome because wow. then you have tallow, right? 
Yep. So then we render all that down and then we drain it, filter it. And then we have all our own tallow and to rest our briskets in and our tri-tips in and stuff like that. I'm going to so, I'm gonna have to raid your fridge, man. I mean, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's, in the, that's, in, that's in the freezer. The free, yeah, of, of course. Of course. We're trying to work with a couple local local soap comp, lo, local soap people that make their own soap. So we've given samples out and they've given us stuff back and I, it it's nice. It's really good, huh? Wow. Yep. That's awesome. Well, let me tell you what, Jason. We're uh, we're just going to take a quick break, uh, and we'll come back for our last segment. We're right back. Sounds good. Hi, this is Jason with Smoking Brews and Cues. We just got another log on the pit. We're back for some more insight. Awesome, because, you know, you have a lot of insight, Jason. He does. <laughs> I guess I want to hear stories about uh, what are you, your, your family and what are your family interests and hobbies you have. So family, uh, let's see. I've been married to my wife for 24 years. Oh my goodness! Yep. She's putting yep. up with your barbecue fascination, huh? Well, yeah, that, that came later in the marriage. That wasn't a deal breaker. We were already drafted <laughs> in this marriage, so it wasn't quite a deal breaker. But yeah, we got I uh, got two two kids. A 24 year old daughter was married last June, and now she just uh, dropped the bomb. Says we're going to be grandparents here in May. Oh, Congratulations! Wow. Congrats, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a hell of a honeymoon. Um, no. <laughs> we got a 20-year-old son. He'll be 21 in February. He's a big hunter, fisherman. Uh, yeah, basically anything that he can hunt. I mean, but I think he's got pheasants. He's got deer. We got, yeah, we got all sorts of stuff going on there. Uh, we got two dogs. You know, it's just some small lab dogs. We got uh, two two St. Bernards. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yep. Uh, the male is his name is Ollie. He just turned one years old. Uh, he's 150 pounds. Jeez. And then we have our three-year-old female. That's Natty, and she's 125 pounds. Be, care- be, be careful. That dog might squish her. I mean, that's a big dog. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. yeah, and he thinks he's a lap dog. So, but when the cooker's running, the cooker's the best babysitter there is. You I- can have all the dogs out, and they're right there. I heard those Saint Bernards are just wonderful dogs. Oh yeah, very yeah. They're they're great. I mean, we've had some other dogs in the past, but yeah, by far. I mean, they're very. They they want they want to be by their owners and stuff. I mean, they don't they don't steer too far away. I'll bet you your dog food bill, uh, dog food bill is uh, through the roof. Actually, <laughs> roof, roof, actually, <laughs> roof, roof. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, our our bill is probably cheaper than what my buddy's is that has four labs. So. They wow. they only get they only get uh, two cups in the morning and two cups at night. So so not overweight then, hopefully, right? Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We got yeah. The doc doc kind of tells us to watch that a so little. So you don't bit, give them so. too much extra barbecue like scraps that fall on the floor or anything well, like that. Well, you, you gotta spoil them. You know. You gotta. <laughs> yes. They gotta have a little bit too. They're good. They're good taste testers. Sure. Awesome. Well, can you just uh, can you tell me besides that? Uh, tell me about your uh, service in the fire department. Oh, geez. Yeah. 20 years on the Alexandria Fire Department. Uh, my first day of Firefighter 101 was September 11th, 2001. You are kidding wow. me. You're not kidding me, right? No. Our first day of Firefighter 101, my fire buddy and I, that we got on together, and the instructor, we are watching, actually, uh, the towers. And stuff. So and you're, you remember exactly where you were that day. Mm-hmm. Put oh, it yeah. that way. 
Yep, I know exactly where I was. So before that, I was doing electrical work for my dad, and we were actually roughing in a house. We were trimming out a house, and the homeowner came down and actually told us what was going on because we just got his TV and stuff hooked up. He actually came down and told us what was going on, and we all sat up there, the plumbers, the heating guys, and the electricians. We were all watching in their living room. Wow. Yeah. I remember where I was, and and for you, it's it's even more bittersweet now because you're you're a public servant. I mean— that's incredible. Yeah, I know exactly yep. where I was as well. Yeah. Yeah. That was a tough day, and uh, boy, oh, boy, you know, we, you know, we pray for everyone that uh, that passed away that day. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, it's like, yesterday, so I had some leftovers left. What was it? No, what is today? Friday. Yeah, uh, Wednesday, I did it a, a, a pop-up event, and I had some leftovers and stuff. And so usually what I do with my leftovers, I usually bring them to the sheriff's office or PD or some of those guys, you know, because they're all working Thanksgiving, you know, keeping us all safe on the holidays. So you got to keep them guys fed too. So, Well, you know, and, and that's awesome, and, and they deserve it. So thank you for doing oh, that. Yeah. All right, Jason. Uh, so tell me what's uh, what's next for smoking brews and Q. Oh gosh, dude, <laughs> I, this will be one of the questions I probably struggle with because a lot of people ask if there's a restaurant coming or a building coming or you don't want to do that. <laughs> something of that. I don't. Sort. I mean, I'm not saying you don't, but I mean, it's right. it, it's tougher, you know. But yeah, and it's not, it's just workforce wise and the dedication and commitment. the stuff that has the commitment that you have to be mm-hmm. there because I'm not saying I'm a micromanaging boss, but I'm also, uh, uh, what do you want to say? I'm a true owner operator. How about that? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm in the trenches with the guys. Like I said, all the people that come and help or work here and stuff, I don't ask them to do anything that I want to do myself. Sure. Sure. So, I mean, you start getting into some of these restaurants and I'm, I would love, maybe it would be fun to try, but at the same time, I, there's so much more fun with the food trailer and so much more flexibility for me that, you know what, if it's raining that day, well, I guess we're not going to work. But at the same time, you can pick a catering event up that day where the community has been so, so generous to me that. I can call a business where if I have, hey, I got this going on, but uh, I got this much left. Would you want it? And yep, sure. You, you know, you know. So, I gotta say that 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 you're right about the uh, uh, brick and mortar. It's people don't understand the commitment that it takes. People, that's mm-hmm. I get that question a lot. Are you gonna open up a a restaurant? It's like, well, no. pe- that's what people expect people to do. I mean, they, yes, it, right. it's. Uh, I've been there before. It's not easy. It's 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 not. It's, it's, a, it, it's no. either a huge payment on, you know, payment on a mortgage on it yes. or a release. It's a commitment. And you don't have that with a with a food truck or trailer. You know, you have right. you can go wherever you want to go. I'm not saying there's not cost to that, but it's it's tough. It's it really is tough. And then you have your workforce and everything. And I, it sounds like Jason's kind of got it figured out. Mm-hmm. And well, that's, if you look at it in the area, though, too, you know, if you, I mean, well, especially down, I mean, bigger city like where you guys are at. I mean, like in Alec in the summertime, you know, you have your hot spots, you know, by the lakes, right? Mm-hmm. So you know what lakes you can go to where, okay, I mean, I think, what is it, the chain of lakes we have here? I, I know the guys are going to probably yell at me. I'll probably quote the wrong number. But I want to say there's like six or seven lakes that link together mm-hmm. where you don't even have to get out of your boat. You just drive around. 
Sure. Well, we, we got a couple of them, like Rotary Beach, we call it Cocktail Cove, and then you got Beer Belly Cove or whatever. I mean, you can pull up to these areas because that's on the north side of town. That's the hopping in spot. Oh, look at they That's settling down. Oh, here, we can drive over to this side of town because that's where the people are gathering. I, I just think with food trucks and trailers, you just have a lot more option to Absolutely. go where the crowd is. I'd like to ask you one, uh, one question about the area. I used yep. to go up for every year for... Um, for opener and it was in the east and west leaf lakes area do you know where that is i do not okay well it's 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 a little bit further north i think probably too far out of your range but let me tell you something that area is so beautiful i loved going there and you know to have food trucks that can actually get out there and, and service people i think it's wonderful now Mm-hmm. Well, the one event I did this year, I did the, I don't remember the exact name of it, was, but it was some big bass fishing tournament that they had me come and cater because I can drive right in there and all the food's fresh. Exactly. You just you pull in and serve, right? Yep. And it's over with, and then you so, get out of there. <laughs> yep. I cook, I cook it all here at my certified kitchen, load it up in the, my Alto Sham in my trailer. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Drive there, serve, hour and a half, two hours, we're back home. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. All right, so I have another question for you. Yep. How do you know the Smokestack Barbecue Supply? Do you know those guys? And, you know, we love Corey and the team. They're they're yeah, great fun. people. Are you from, you know, these I guys are? I don't, I don't know them personally or anything. I just know the Smokestack shop that we have here in Alexandria. It's about uh, half a mile from my house. Yeah. You, so after I just went there, uh, to, yeah, I went there today. I had to buy, I bought some uh, hickory splits. There so you go. I was doing, yeah. So when I was doing the bacon and the summer sausage and stuff, I could put some hickory splits on on there for me. So awesome. And then yeah, when I got the new cold smoker generator, I went up there and got some pellets from them and stuff like that. Well, so. next time you go there, you know, tell them that uh, Matt and Tori sent you up there because you know <laughs> he they're 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 great. Great people. They are. They're, they are. they're wonderful. Yeah, I, like I like I said, I don't I don't know who who runs the one here. I know the girl's name and stuff, but I don't I don't know the owners personally. Sure, they 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 started in Brainerd and they branched yep. up there. So mm-hmm. yeah, right. nice store, beautiful stores. Yeah, yep. yeah, both. Yeah, I haven't been I haven't been to the one in Brainerd, but the one here in Alexander is very nice too. I mean, they did a nice job in the inside. They got a lot of varieties. Good deal. Okay, so we're getting towards the end of the uh, the show here. Uh, Jason, can you tell us where our listeners can find you, you know, on social media or whatnot? Yeah, so they can look up Smoke and Brews and Cues. We have uh, on Facebook, Instagram is Smoke and Brews and Cues. Uh, our webpage is just smokeandbrewscues.com. Mm-hmm. So they can find any of them there. My number is listed. I mean, people can people do a lot of messaging and stuff on facebook and stuff but i'm more of a personal guy i like to talk to everybody because trying to figure it out catered events so people get what they want and not have too much mm-hmm. one of the things we try to pride ourselves on is that we don't do a sunday sunday brunch on your dime so sure. we try to keep the keep everything real fair and for affordable yes so that's that's appreciated because yeah. i know that there's i'm not going to you know throw any names out there but you know some people are, are charging i think a lot more than they should and you know it, it's nice to hear that refreshing to hear that you're you know you want to make a margin you have to make some money right sure yep. but you can't do it for any nothing right um, but it's nice to hear that you're you're willing to do that so thank you for yep. that yeah 
And even now, I, I mean, I know, I don't know if I'll get in trouble for saying it, but I, I let people keep the leftovers. I know a lot of people say you're not supposed to do that because food, food law that, and all this stuff. Personally, and, personally, that that's the right thing to do. They paid for it. Right. So that's, that's how I run mine. I know if I get in trouble, I get in trouble, but usually what I do is I tell them guys how to keep it, what they have to do for temps. Here's a disclaimer. I explained it to you. You sign it. Now, does it hold up? I don't know, but sign most it, people like sign that. it and walk away, right? Yep. And, and nobody's going to get sick. So no. you're a food handler. You know what you're doing. Yep. Right. So, I mean, we'll take and wrap the stuff up for them. Here we go. I put in the refrigerators for them. They can take it out after the adult beverages are going at the wedding dance and they need a snack at about 11 o'clock. Here you go. That's not your problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. Well, you know, you're a professional, and I want to say something. Uh, number one, thank you for your service in the fire department. Yep, appreciate it. It's it's yep. near to my heart. My dad was a fireman for 14 years, so I, I appreciate that. Well, Jason, with Smoke and Brews and Cues, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you guys for having me. It was great. Yeah, we enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. Yeah, no, thank you. All righty. You're listening up in our QCast, and get up there and smoke something.